Hello everyone, you are now listening to the Storm Connect Podcast with Edo Ninja. I talk about gaming topics and anime series of my own interest like Ruby, Kingdom Hearts, Persona 5, Hunter x Hunter, and more. The goal I aim to accomplish on every episode is to provide insights on these subjects that are usually overlooked, to spread awareness, and learn more. In this episode, we are going to be learning more about the new mobile game, once again, that is Kingdom Hearts related, a mobile game that is bound to launch sometime this spring called Kingdom Hearts Dark Road. I am actually joined with a special guest here today, so special guest, you may introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. I am known as Ultima Wielder. I am a big fan of the Kingdom Hearts franchise ever since the very beginning, since 2002. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for joining with me here today, Ultima. No problem. Without any further ado, I'm going to just say this right now. If you do not have much knowledge into Kingdom Hearts, um, this is a collaboration between with Square Enix and uh, with Disney. And if you don't have much of the knowledge of the Kingdom Hearts, especially with Birth by Sleep, uh, 2, 1, all those games previously, before, I suggest you tune into this podcast another time. Learn a little bit more about the uh, the Kingdom Hearts games and such, and then you can talk about, um, or tune into this podcast and understand why this podcast episode is being discussed here today. So without any further ado, let's just jump right into it. So, what is Kingdom Hearts Dark Road? Kingdom Hearts Dark Road is basically its own standalone game, but not really at the same time. It has some type of tie to Union Cross, uh, the other mobile game that Square Enix is still um, pretty much producing the content for, for that mobile game. So, and Dark Road is basically supposedly going over with Xehanort's backstory in a way. Now, you know about that. Now, here's the thing. Um, There actually was like a huge Twitter uh, fuss about this when this information was revealed. Um, And it's funny. uh, I'm going to reveal this information real quick, though. But um, I called it. I called it ever since that this new Twitter account was created. Um, after Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind was dropped, a lot of people were basically, uh, they found this Twitter account, and then they made the announcement for that Twitter account to guess what the next Kingdom Hearts title was going to be. Um, and a lot of people were saying like, oh, well, this might be like a Birth by Sleep game and stuff like that. I'm like, no, I'm telling you guys, this is going to be another, another mobile game. And the reason why I say that is because usually... Square Enix reveals another Kingdom Hearts title that's or usually a major-ish title through a trailer in some way, not another Twitter account. So when that Twitter account was made, I'm like, it's it's gonna be another mobile game. I'm telling it now. So, but with that being said, as the mobile game, this is where it gets controversial here. So, uh, Ultima, do you want to reveal the fact as to why Dark Road is controversial? Well, of course, it is basically the past story of Zayn North. It's also very interesting how it's basically how they kind of announced this in their main Twitter page. It's it's what kind of confuses me and makes between one and the other. Mm. So it's like, hmm, to guess the game. It's like I know that how they they just go straight to like a new game announces and then the title's there. And then that's what kind of concerns me. Like it starts with two names. I kind of figured it'd be something cool. Of course, everyone guesses it. And then when I hear it's called Dark Road, it kind of, to, to be honest, it sounds kind of simple. I mean, I like the name. I'm not going to disrespect the name. I think the name's cool. 
I feel like it could have been better. It's not the worst name I've heard, but it's okay. Now, here's the thing. Um, I'll go further more about this as well. Um, it's not the fact that it's only a mobile game. Like, if this is going to be a mobile game, that's one thing. Um, it's pretty much not too far off different as to what Union Cross is, and that's what a lot of people actually have an issue with, actually. But another thing to add on to that, it's also because the story written for this mobile game is extended, which is why I said earlier, you know, it's pretty much its own standalone game, but also an expansion tie-in with Union Cross, and, like, it's yeah. hard to really, like, it's gonna get its own mobile app game, but it's like, you know, this kind of like, it's gonna go back and forth with Union Cross in a way. It's actually complicated. So, yeah. so you have that added. And also, the one thing a lot of people are not a fan of, this is another pay to win game. While it's waiting for story updates on an inconsistent month to month basis. Yeah, that's what concerns me is that. If Dark Road's gonna be a standalone game added to the title screen of Union Cross, my concern is that if it'll be pay to win or not, because, well, of course you did mention, like, because Union Cross, it's basically, it kind of like a gotcha game. It's its own gameplay. And it's sometimes, if it's pay to win, like, you have to pay for medals and such, mm -hmm. it'll be hard, it, it, it's gonna be very hard to impress some people. And there's gonna be, not some good things about it with some things. Right. And another main issue that a lot a lot of people definitely do not like this fact that it's already become a thing um, already and this is just worsening the issue. Uh, and it's actually the biggest problem I think. Like the number one big issue. This game, Kingdom Hearts Dark Road, is canon. It's heavily tied into the Kingdom Hearts franchise. And yes, you have to play the other games. Plus, in a sense, with Union Cross as well, to understand the main premises, the whole entire story for Kingdom Hearts. And now, here's another thing that I, uh, I need to bring up with this, which this is why I'm actually confused. So, Nomura had some comments to make when Remind was about to be dropped or when it dropped, you know? He mm -hmm. mentioned that there are two new teams that were developed for the Kingdom Hearts titles. That, uh, one of them was developing a new Kingdom Hearts game that was actually coming sooner than expected, and this is what it is, and another, uh, develop, uh, another team assembled for whatever other project. For that, we still don't know to this day. But we do know is that one of the teams was specifically making Dark Road. So, the issue is the fact that a long time ago, Nomura, once upon a time, Nomura said that the reason why we didn't get to learn much of Xehanort for Kingdom Hearts 3 is because that if we were to dive into his backstory in Kingdom Hearts 3, then that means the Dark Seeker Saga would not have been over, which that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how, I don't know why that would have been the case, and I'm surprised that wasn't really, like, dived into when there were many chances, many, many chances to dive into it, but it never happened. So, Nomura basically said, because of that issue, we decided to shelve it for now until for another time. And that another time came in sooner than expected, and here we are. You know, 
And this is supposed to dive into Xehanort's story, who is the main antagonist for the Kingdom Hearts since a while now. Mm -hmm. So since it. Birth by sleep. Yeah, since Birth by Sleep, basically. And it doesn't make any sense. There are many setups for it, and I just think it's like a big slap in the face that this main antagonist that was supposed to be taken seriously is not really that much that, that really that much of not much relevance he just played off as another one of those disney villains and it's kind of just being shafted here in a mobile game that not many people are going to be really interested in when this whatever story that's going to evolve with xehanort is not going to be treated seriously it's going to be treated the same way at union cross like you know again month-to-month -month basis inconsistent story updates and it's like, what is the point of this? You know? Yeah, stories updates is what... The stories updates is kind of what concerns me. Is that... Well... Yeah, I, it's what concerns me is that if it'll be exactly like Unicross But we'll get to that when... Because right now... I feel like when I think about it now... I can see why they called the... They decided to put this as like... A backstory to, to Xehanort's... Um, yeah. So it's like, there are some things that we learn about KH3, you know, at the beginning and towards to the end, which makes sense. But there's still more we need to know about how, how Xehanort, how, what Xehanort's life was it back then. Young Xehanort, to be more precise. Mm -hmm. And of course, what made him change? What made him wanting to open Kingdom Hearts now? Which we actually learned that towards before the epilogue of Kingdom Hearts 3, but there are some things that are still uncovered, like well, what's inside the black box or other things. Right. Um, and that's the thing is the fact that in the beginning of Birth by Sleep, he was painted as the picture of the curious scientist of like, oh, what would another Keyblade War bring and such? Like, what is the mystery of this? Like, wh why are we not learning about this? I must have these answers. He was like that from the very beginning. And then in Kingdom Hearts 3, it just came to the end as to, oh, well, the world needs proper order. The light and darkness, they're not in actual balance. And this world is an actual failure. And it's like, we never actually got to learn about that. It's like, what makes this world a failure as you see it right now? And especially with Remind, it just adds on with more questions to that. And my biggest concern is with these story updates, like, this just means that this is, like, whatever story that's being written for Unicross is the same thing for Dark Row. And when I say that, it's, like, it's not being written, like, as you would get, like, in a full $60 game with the console, like, with Kingdom Hearts 3. No. You have to wait for a whole month as to whatever Nomar is trying to write out for that chapter specifically, and then we just wait for how long it goes on. It's, like, when is there going to be an end to this? Not just Dark Rope, but also Union Cross as well. Of course, because he did mention that KH3's Xehanort Saga's end wasn't going to end Union Cross. So therefore, Union Cross is still continuing. And to say the least, I see why Union Cross is continuing. Because after we saw that last part of the epilogue, um, Seven Black Pieces, that means that the... Uh, yeah, that's what everyone guesses is basically... Um, the next chapter, which is the Foretellers, are basically going to be going up against Sora. Right. And I, actually, you brought up that point I was just about to bring up, so thank you for that. Um, <laughs> of course. So, 
that and that's my problem is the fact that like now what Union Cross is being treated slash Dark Road now because it looks like it's being like played into this as well. Because this game was originally supposed to be it, it's supposed to take place many decades, centuries, millennia before Kingdom Hearts 1, Birth by Sleep and such. All those Kingdom Hearts titles where we have Sora, the, the Destiny Islands trio. The Wayfinder Trio and the Ace Trio. Way before they existed, apparently. But now what this is, because there's a lot of mysteries that I like, it's still hard to grasp to understand what realm this is. But this went from a game that takes place all the way to the distant past. And now we have the concept of time travel and going into different realms. This is basically, like, what's keeping the Kingdom Hearts franchise alive, you know, with basically, like, it's basically, like, the backpedalment. It's like, oh, if you want to know, if you want to know why this character exists or why this is happening, you have to go back to Union Cross that's kind of dabbling with the past, the present, and the future. It's kind of convoluted and scary. It's very concerning, and every day, it just, like... Nomura's thoughts just keep getting into every single fan's head, like, what's gonna happen next? What will happen to our beloved characters? What's gonna be next for the new saga? Or if anything could happen. Nomura is out there, just taking stuff. And here's the, here's the thing that I have the concern too as well. Uh, I've said this in my Remind, uh, my last Remind podcast with Crunch on that episode. But I'm going to re, uh, I'm going to reinforce this again, stress this idea again, that basically there are many concepts that are introduced into the Kingdom Hearts franchise overall. It's like making the story more convoluted than it really needs to be. And there's again, like when you answer one question. That answer is going to lead to not only 10 more questions, but 100 more. And it keeps mm. piling up and so on. And it, it's like, it's a story that just never ends. And here's the thing, like, I understand that this is going to be a new arc. He emphasized that Sora is going to remain as the protagonist in the future major Kingdom Hearts games. Which is fine. That's mm-hmm. perfectly fine, though. But it's like, that now there's just too many tie-ends, and there's there's a thing for over-elaboration, basically. And, you know, Xehanar got the least of elaborations, and now I, I worry the fact that he's going to have an over-elaboration with Dark Road, even though he, his fate was already over in Kingdom Hearts 3. His story, his time, it was done. And uh, the, the characters that we still don't even know what happened to them, we don't know their origins, we don't even know why they came back, quote-unquote, the, for the sake of fan service and such, I'm just here going like, what are you trying to get me to understand for the, about this story? And why do we have to do this through a mobile game, especially a pay-to-win mobile game? And the worst part about that is that that tactic works because that's how they keep the money and the franchise, or whatever they do, the developments, for the sake of the developments of Kingdom Hearts specifically, alive. Of course, when I think about right after Remind, which is, which is of course, basically... A story that takes place right after the uh, the epilogue where Sora goes to save Kyrie. I honestly believe that well, they covered some of the parts like how how did Shion come back? And 
how was Roxas able to come back? And of course, we had the answer. Right. That's what, that's what really concerned me. And you know, I'm honestly glad that they did do Remind just to cover the story. Of course, some people, I, I find that some people complain that they should have added to the base game. Of course, that just bear in mind that it would have taken a long development, which I can understand why. And to be honest, I'm glad they did the DLC. You know, I really think Remind is pretty good for what it did. Of course, well, there are some things that, well, not really, I wouldn't say fix everything, but at least I could be happy that they gave Kyrie the moment. Right. That is, I will say that right now, I'm very happy they finally got through that. They finally got through the things that fans have been wanting most, and I'm happy for them, and I'm happy for everyone. It's stuff like that where it's just like, you know, again, at least we can have a certain type of answers for that. Um, I just hope with this new clean sheet of paper, as Nomura has mentioned that he's considering this is, I hope this is being treated like whatever he's been trying to prep up with. Because, again, there are too many preparations that were being cooked under uh, in during the basically the final climax of Kingdom Hearts in general with the Dark Seeker saga. Whatever he was cooking up and such. Again, I, we were under the impression that it was all going to conclude at Kingdom Hearts 3, though. But I guess Union Cross is supposed to be the next setup for the next arc. Kingdom Hearts, whatever the next is going to be called. And then you have Kingdom Hearts 4. Mm-hmm, of course. Because then right after the next game is where we get to the new saga. Yes. Or the next game could be the new saga. Who knows? We'll just wait and see. And, yeah. And I'm hoping Dark Road... I, I have a feeling this is going to happen anyways because it's already having a tie-in with Union Cross. Now, like, in a way, Kingdom Hearts 3 is tied into Union Cross and Dark Road and whatever the next Kingdom Hearts title is going to be called. Either a name or the number four. So, oh, well. that's oh, yeah. four already for this new arc. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Because we'll get some answers, like, what's inside the black box? Hopefully. Because not, e- not everyone knows what's inside the black box is, but Nomura. Because Nomura just likes to play with us. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm, I had to give him a lot of credit. The fact that that man knows how to keep going. It's like, Seriously. It's like, it's like, it, right after you just played Kingdom Hearts 3 the first time, you're wondering what's inside the black box. Every every night, I think about that black box. Yep. <laughs> and it doesn't end from there. I, I Honestly, like, it's giving me so much stress. I gave up. I honestly gave up. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> As ev- everyone's demanding answers, just just shows up at the Square Enix headquarters like, Nomura, where's the black box at? <laughs> But, uh, with that being said, though, that's pretty much, like, the idea of, like, the, like, the main baseline as to why Dark Road is so controversial among with the community as of right now. So, um, so to move on forward with that, I've said this multiple times, though, but this kind of still, you know, ties into that. Let's talk about the gameplay real quick. Let's do it. So, we don't have an idea like, we don't know, like, what, like, the whole, like, A to B... Oh, God, my mic just fell. Anyways, oh. <laughs> uh, we don't know the whole story. We don't know the whole details, everything of what we need to know about the gameplay. However, 
We were provided with screenshots that gives us the idea of what the gameplay is gonna be. And it's safe to say that it's not gonna be any different compared to Union Cross. And again, that's where I say that, like, I'm not liking this because this is another pay-to-win game. And, uh, again, the, the cards, instead of medals, you have cards this time. Which is basically the same thing as from the first Union Cross game that was on PC back in Japan. Right. It was a web browser game called, uh, Key. Kingdom Hearts Key, and then they transitioned to Unchained Key, which they said that, like, it's still the same story, though, but, like, it's, it's in a different realm, or dimension, or whatever, or something. I don't it, know. It's in, like, a different phase, but, like, new, new content, and then new story stuff. It's basically longer than Key. Yeah, it's longer than Key. It, go it goes on more to the story, and then... You put, this is what people say this is Kingdom Hearts Key Season 2. This is called Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. And to whatever happened to the events of uh, Unchained Key, they made a movie of it called Unchained Key Back Cover, specifically listed for 2.8. So, but that didn't cover everything because the events for Unchained Key was still going on before Union Cross became a thing, officially. So... That leads with more questions, but besides that, though, in gameplay, though, they're not any different. It's card system, and uh, they're reusing worlds again, like Agrabah, Agrabah. Sala at Kylum. It, it's being reused. It's not going to be anything oh. dramatically new. It's pretty much the, a copy and paste. At this rate, at this rate, I'm just kind of getting tired of Agrabah. Okay, I like Aladdin, yes, but how many times are you going to go to Agrabah? <laughs> It's like, it's like, chapter 80, find the treasure, save Abu again. I don't understand, like, what is the purpose? Like, I, here's my thing, like, if this was going to be a mobile game, I would want to see more of this world tour. Like, if you have not seen this Remind cutscene, uh, Master of Master, uh, Master of Masters, he talks to Xehanort, he's like, yeah, how was the world tour? Like, how did it go and such? I would hope. I would hope to God that this would be it, you know? But why is he traveling with Ericus back to Agrabah? What is there to see? I'm sorry, but wh why? Why is he there? Why is he fighting against the Heartless in the same way of Union Cross, except with cards? Not medals, but cards that take basically like a replacement form of medals for Union of Cross. Course. And of course, I also noticed that uh, on the left, if you see on the left screen, left side of the screenshot, you also have Ericus popping up with, uh, I think, the Heartless. So my guess is that that could be a combination of turns. And while after, like, for example, it's they call it like a GRPG kind of thing. And then right after Xehanort's turn, it'll be Ericus' turn with a different kind of card. So instead of controlling one character, you're controlling two characters. Bingo! Right. That's what my that's what my guess could be. Of course, I could be wrong because this is Dark Road and it's all about Xehanort's past. But who knows? If two if two characters can be controlled in one game, that's perfectly fine. How much? Kingdom Hearts three. Hmm. If Kingdom Hearts three can have have four characters, Aqua, Riku, Sora, and Roxas, that's perfect. How much you want to bet that they're going to use the concept of jewels again? I'm gonna. 
I'm gonna bet. <laughs> I'm gonna. I mean, I'm literally gonna bet all the jewels. I, like I'm gonna say this right now. I have not booted up Union Cross for God knows how long, but I'm I going to bet all my I, jewels that they're gonna reuse it again for Dark Road. Uh, the last time I booted that game was just to get the Union Cross Keyblade. That's all I cared about. And then we just get it at the uh, before we fight the organization members. Yeah, like see, they have this like really really nice like arts the illustrated arts and such and like the renders from kingdom hearts 3 that they've been releasing recently so like that's all good and dandy right though but good lord i'm sorry but that game i can't no i i'm sorry you got me screwed up if you think i'm gonna pay actual money just for more jewels for art i'm sorry <laughs> no yeah the, yeah i can see i can totally get what you mean i just hope that it doesn't turn into the wrong like okay if it turns to be like a thing where you have to pay for chapters that's <gasps> not no i don't want that that's that if they oh! if they take it to that route that i would be so worried and that's what i'm saying it's the fact that like xehanort for his backstory the main antagonist is being shafted into a mobile game he doesn't deserve this because again i see again no wonder why this game is called kingdom hearts dark road why else do you guys think i title it the, the way i did for this podcast episode you'll find out what i title it oh yeah. god <laughs> i'm Stay just for more folks <laughs> I, i'm sorry but like all i'm hearing about this like there, okay, like, I know this is really odd that this is another Kingdom Hearts topic that I'm doing, but I'm gonna say this right now. You're not gonna see another Kingdom Hearts podcast for a while. And, again, this is another reason why I titled, it the, I titled this podcast episode the way I did, and why this game is called Kingdom Hearts Dark Road, because this game is going to a dark road! Anyways. Can you just imagine? Can, 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 okay, I thought, can you imagine if Xehanort opens Kingdom Hearts, and all he does is just find raiding medals? God, please. It no. just, it's just raining medals. <laughs> Every medal you collected throughout the game. And then and then he's stuck in Kingdom Hearts and has to wait for new medals until the pain and suffering ends. Ultima. No, actually... No, actually, no, he, he's with Ericus this time. He, he gets to share the pain with Ericus. Ultima, let me tell you something. When I saw... When, when I went in Kingdom Hearts 3, when we went to the Keyblade Graveyard... Mm -hmm. You want to know how much war flashbacks I got just looking at the Union Cross, like, um, what do you call those? Um, well, you know, you remember when you, uh, when you fight among, the, uh, against the, the Demon Tie. And then yes! stupid yeah, 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 yeah. Ephemer. And then I literally had war flashbacks when I saw that stupid Lux sign logo, the emblem, and then everybody's names from what fucking division that they came from. You wanna, oh, I, I lost count of how many war flashbacks I got that day, and I'm just here sitting here like, why? Why did like that? Like, uh, no, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, don't do not misunderstand me. It was a cute, nice feature that they included in Union Cross players. Whoever got the the mini game at high score, they included them mm -hmm. to make their market at Kingdom Hearts Three. That's mm -hmm. great and all. That's beautiful. Yeah, honestly, that is like one of the greatest moments in Kingdom Hearts history. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the Keyblades going at the Heartless, and Sora just clashing in for the final hit. Yeah, it's that's like, like that's that's really the best moment in Kingdom. Yeah, I like with you, I love it so the much. Union Cross players, like you know, like it's like they're the ones fighting off the Demon Tide. You know, 
That's nice. But why? I'm sorry. I'm no sorry. worries, no worries, no worries. I, I know, Everyone but this wants. this is what frustrates me a lot, because I'm just here like this. They really said that if you want to understand this game, you got to play this mobile game. And if you can't advance to the story, either you got to wait to, for your jewels to recover to spend on another quest, or you pay money right now just so you can see what happens next in the story. And then you'll understand that in Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, why? And I fear that's what's going to happen with Dark Road. They're going to take a full advantage out of that for Kingdom Hearts 4. And I hope they don't do that because this is Xehanort's story. And even though it's tied into Union Cross, that should stay on the side for the Dark Seeker saga. Not tied in with this. And if it's going to be tied into this, only Master of Masters. I don't want to see. Well, maybe, okay. Master of Masters and Lushu slash Zigbar. I don't want to see the foretellers. I don't want to see them there. I only want to see Master of Masters and Lushu making the tie for the next arc. No one else. Because this is getting too obnoxious now. And again, this goes back to my point with this gameplay and such. With this pay to win obnoxious shit. And again... The concept of jewels, not only you have to spend that for quests, but for equipment upgrades. Why? And I, and I see that happening again. I could be wrong. I want to be wrong. But that screenshot alone, just one screenshot, tells a whole story as to what the gameplay is going to be. Please don't do yeah. this. Please. We don't know the full details, but as soon as they release more, we'll, we'll start to understand bit by bit. Yes. Yeah, and we'll we'll get to the point where we should be worried if we're concerned or who knows. I mean, as as long as we get to understand the story of Young Zaynard, I have nothing to complain. Well, hopefully, let's let's just hope for the best that that happens. Yeah, I know. Like with this gameplay uh, section, it's really hard to go off of this though. But again, let's just say one screenshot was enough. That's pretty much what I'm telling you. So with that being said. I guess we could talk a little bit more uh, regarding specifically the expectations for the lore for um, for Dark Road. Ultima, I'll, I'll allow you to open this up. Okay. First, I like to get over through um, Xehanort's Half-Light. I would call it Half-Light, Half-Darkness, I'd say. Basically... And when we see the screenshot and the stuff that about the past for young Xehanort, he had a good heart. And playing chess with um, Ericus, you know, having a chit chat and such, it's, it's, it's nice, you know. I'm concerned how it's basically the tie between how did he go from becoming to the light side and then turning himself in as part of the darkness, which concerns me. And I'm pretty sure we'll get more of that in Dark Road. It's just, there's just so many answers left. Unanswered. There is one thing I, uh, they need to dive into this a lot, which the, I, I, my eyebrow was, like, rising all the way to the top of the heavens when, uh, I played this cutscene in Remind. Um, Master of Master mentions that I suppose it's a lousy move that the false light di dictates which i don't mm. understand what that means i'm like what do you what does the false light mean because if that's the case why hasn't that been made clear among with the other keyblade wielders 
like sure like Xehanort plans to reside with the darkness for for the necessity of his existence to make ensure that what the world needs is going to happen but it's just like how, how is a false light possible you know so Xehanort yeah. Because again, like, as much as I am disappointed that he went to just somebody is a chaotic, curious scientist to somebody who wants to lead into the new world. <clears throat> Madara moment from Naruto. Anyways, um, he has that. He has good intentions. Like, it's understandable as to why he wants to take upon the matters into his own hands and fix the world as it should be, no matter how radical and extreme it may be. But it just doesn't make sense as to, like, him residing with the darkness. Because Master of Masters, as uh, I mentioned this with Crunch in the last podcast episode, again, Master of Masters have not, has not made that much of an interest on any of the rest of the Masters in uh, Unchained Key, except with Xehanort with Remind. And one thing I am concerned, mm-hmm. the, the false light part. If there really is a, if there is a false light, does that mean there, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, does that mean there's also a false darkness? Which, I just thought about that the first time, well, actually, the second time I went through that cutscene on my um, second playthrough of Raymind for Critical, that's what concerned me. And the theory pops in my head is, if there's also a false light, does that mean false darkness exists too? Or right. is there, like, a different type of... Yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, what... How can you tell who is true to the light and who is true to the darkness? You know? That is, that is true. All these topics about light and darkness, it makes you wonder what side really speaks the facts. Of course, everyone sticks to light, some sticks to darkness. It just makes you wonder what really, who's really right and who's really wrong. And that's pretty much of what this is. And, you know, again, Xehanort does not care if he has to use people or basically kill off other people and to ensure that his plans happen um so uh there are again there are really radical uh viewpoints i'll put it that way uh and i wonder how that happened as to how he also met master of master uh master of masters but can say no more mind Right at this point, Namora's master of masters. I'm just saying, <laughs> Namora's just messing with us. Oh, seriously, because this, I, like, this is starting to look like a Kingdom Hearts abridged type of idea, more of like fan service writing, fan fictions. That's what they're called, fan fictions. Yes. So, um, but yeah, no, but like, I want to see it, like how his light came to be first, or did Xehanort really have the darkness all along? I wonder. That, and hopefully we'll find those answers in the Dark World story. Yes. So, moving on forward. The Dark Star. Yeah, the Dark Star. The reason why I mentioned Dark Star, I kind of had this concern because when the opening started playing, and we saw a young Xehanor looking up the sky, and saw a Dark Star as also a, That's what he saw, which I mentioned again. That's what concerns me. Does it re- did it really affect it? It's what it's what a theory I had in mind. Did it was it really the dark star that affected young Xehanort? Right, and again this goes back to the whole concept earlier 
false light, potential false darkness, and there actually might be a false in-between. Which, again, this goes back to my point, like, there's a lot of concepts that we really don't understand. At this point, my... This is not just for Dark Road as well, but, like, my hope for the Kingdom Hearts titles, because, like, right now, I'm no longer a dedicated fan. I'm just only a casual fan at this point, though. But the one thing that will rope me back into the series is that we get concrete answers this time. No answers that's going to give us more questions at this point. I need more straightforward answers rather than to give me the runarounds of going, well, yes, technically this is the answer, but A, B, and C reasons, one, two, three, I don't, what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, yes, but no. Yeah, yes, but no. Like, what does that mean? So, um, and who, who knows with the mysteries between the characters, the form of shapes of who's right, who's wrong. Uh, and again, especially with this Dark Star, who could potentially be Master of Masters as well. And if not, what is this? Oh, and how was the Keyblade bestowed upon to Xehanort as well? Yeah, who knows? Eventually we'll get to Dark Road. Maybe, maybe it could be, because you know how in the screenshot, they got the, um, the Union uh, Keyblades? Yeah. I My guess is, Later, throughout the story, they'll eventually get their Keyblades when um, Ergus becomes a master, a defender, who knows. And young Xehanort could possibly get the same thing, but except just the Keyblade. Mm -hmm. Because he did mention, maybe I won't go as far as you. Right. And that's, and that's what concerns me. And it's like I he think, already knew his fate. Yeah, he might have known his fate by the same time. At the same time, it's basically like the chess was what was written. This is like this is not what was written. I'm sorry. You um, know what? You know what? No. Now that you said that, like I kind of want to transition to this already because this already has the tie into it, though. But um, speaking of that, let's head to worlds. Um, the worlds for Dark Road, actually. As, as we mentioned, <laughs> okay, Scarlet Kingdom, I can get by that. Agrabah! I just want to be a new world. At this I'm, point. Like, okay, if it's a world that, that that I love, and then something like that, I can get by. As long as, as, long as okay, if we can just visit Agrabah one time, I'd be fine with that. Because honestly, I'm just getting tired of Agrabah. I am too. Like, uh, like, you just go and save Abu, and you assist Aladdin. He becomes your third party member. <laughs> Um, yeah, my guess is we could also get a Wreck-It Ralph world, like we did both in Union Cross. Oh, that's gonna be easy if they do that. Mm-hmm. It'll be no problem. And, you know, I honestly want there to be a new world. Like, something that we haven't seen in the Disney, in the Kingdom Hearts franchise yet, like, for any of the games. Uh, what was that deer's name? I forgot. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, Bambi? Yeah, Bambi. There you go. We could get a Bambi world. I mean, it'd be funny. Would it be funny if Erica and Xander become a deer? Oh, God. Oh, God. Actually, they might bring those concepts to, like, blend in with those worlds. Because Xehanort, he used to break that when he was in the organization. Or the making the organization. So, oh, God. That actually kind of would be funny. Huh. Uh, I could see, I could see that happening, but maybe not as deers. You know, something else. 
as animals, basically blending in so that they don't break the law order as they don't they don't break the order. Yeah. Protect the world order. Basically what they gotta do. Speaking of that, uh if we were to like I'm gonna go to the canon lores, uh the canon worlds, not the canon lores. Whoops. Okay. Um but basically like I just had this thought just right now. Um there's a connection between Daybreak Town and um Scala at Kylum. Yes. I'm wondering why does the land of departure exist as well? And I hope like does that also have a connection with the, those two worlds as well? Because apparently that place is important. Important enough that Eric is like that's his that used to be his stronghold, his main base to train his two other Keyblade wielders, Terra and Aqua, before they became Keyblade Masters. And that's basically the place to do their ceremonial um you know, graduations for anybody that becomes a Keyblade Master. But what was Scala at Kylum? What's Daybreak Town? And are my, they connected to that as well? Yeah, that's my theory. They could be they could be connected to Daylight Town? How do you call it again? Daybreak Town. Daybreak Town, thank you. Uh, they could be connected to Daybreak Town. And the reason why I say this is because one of the chapters unfolded that there was like a bug. A bug that appeared out of nowhere. As they went to the computer room and like uh, top of the clock tower, that is what concerns me. Is that what it, right after the Keyblade War? Does this mean that Daybreak Town changed to Scala at Kylum? I feel like it's like. Um, do you remember uh, when the world was uh, the land of departure? It was like destroyed and such because of Xehanort, and then there was a way to transform that world. Yes, and then, Aqu- and then Aqua changed it to Castle Oblivion. And then a later organization used that place. Right. So I have a feeling that what's going to happen with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be the similar type of concept, though. But the thing is the fact that Daybreak Town, it's still there in Scala at Kylum, just upside down for whatever reason. I don't know. It's a little bit of a flip side thing. Uh, flip side thing. Um, Scala and Kyla does not exist anymore uh, in the present world if you go back to Kingdom Hearts 3. The only mm-hmm. reason why we were able to go to Scala and Kyla is because we, apparently Sora was able to uh, go to Xehanort as a portal to that world specifically. Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. is not Scala and Kyla, even though I thought they it basically was. Use, call it time travel. They basically use the same way as young Xehanort did. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, it's like there, there there is a lot of world transformations to what it the place could really be, you know. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we'll get to the bottom of this with Dark. Like I said many times, I hope so because again, it's not just Daybreak Town, Scala at Kylum, and Land of Departure. There's much more, and of course, the mysterious old Castle Oblivion. Mm-hmm. Of course, Castle Oblivion could come back, but I highly doubt it because after it went back to the land of departure, I feel like it's going to stay that way. Especially if we're going back to his past. I don't that think uh, land of departure was uh, destroyed, unless they prove me wrong on that. I hope not, but if they do, oh my god, I'm going to be tired of this series. <laughs> I have a feeling they might have built it during the times that young Xehanort and young Ericus were together. Right. You want to know who I want to uh, see again for Dark Road? 
Jensen. Because he said that at one point that he used to walk in the same path with Ericus and Zane. Oh, yeah! This is the perfect opportunity for Jensen. They, for, for, they just could, to dive into they, a story. If they could pull this off, okay, they would really... Wow. Yeah, I just... Not, now that I think about it, yeah. My concern is... Wait, didn't Jensen also become... Master? He no, used to be a, no, 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 no. He was a Keyblade Master at one point, but then he retired, and then guess what? He did his training with Mickey. Oh! Can you imagine if we get to see the scene where Yensid fights with his Keyblade? Honestly, that'd be amazing. I would, I would, I would really die for that scene. Honestly, I would love to see it. It's stuff like this. They have so much potential, and I just hope. Again, even though, like, this mobile game, like, again, I trashed a lot on it, though, but this is their perfect opportunity to use, utilize their, uh, previous information that they have released in the games before, even, like, you know, with Easter eggs and such, and again, with that crucial information right there, with Yensid being a Keyblade Master at one point, and be walking alongside with Ericus and, uh, Xehanort, I swear to God, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this right now. I'm surprised there wasn't anything personal between Zaynorn and Yensid, though. But it's like this is the perfect opportunity to see what was going on and why Yensid retired. Mm -hmm. Of course, they have multiple time with Dark Lord, so they have all the time to put in the stuff for story and possibly best moments. Who knows? This could be the way to outshine Union Cross, at least for me, because Union Cross is like pretty much the like the main baseline for Kingdom Hearts now, rather than the main title games, unfortunately. Um, but uh, with that being like with that being said, with like certain things with Xehanort and what he was involved in and who he was involved with, this could work. They just need to make sure that this isn't inconsistent and a little bit longer. Again, like I said, an inconsistent month to month basis. If it's a weekly thing, that'd be better. I think that would be more, like, tolerable than to their month-to-month, -month, especially the fact that sometimes they'll be on a hiatus for, like, what, four to five months? Maybe almost a year? <laughs> yeah, I can see, uh, yeah, I can see Master Yetsin just going around swinging the Keyblade with a hat, with the, with the hat sock attached to it on the tip of it. Oh my god. <laughs> and just, just swing around with, <laughs> okay, you read the cage to manga, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with the Mickey Mouse sock accessory. See, it's cute Easter eggs like that. I really hope the Kingdom Hearts uh, development team, like, they paid attention to the other uh, franchise titles and then the other, like, Easter eggs, the manga as well. Whatever that that has been left out, uh, left in the games and such, they just take that and that's what they're going to do for this game specifically. I think it would be more entertaining that way and actually bring the story back to life in that sense. Oh, and again, sure more straightforward. Very interesting. Right. So, um, with that being said, uh, we can move on forward with this as well. Um, even though this is technically Xehanort's backstory, this is the chance to, like, again, explore more of the other characters of their backstory that Xehanort was heavily involved with, including, like I said uh, earlier, Ericus and Yen Sid. Especially into the story as to why Ericus chose to wield the Keyblade, or how he got the Keyblade, and why did he choose to become a master? Mm -hmm. My guess is Eric is becoming a master as they went through. They went through the trials. I you say the mark of mastery the mark as mastery, exactly. young Xehanort and master. I mean, and young Ericus take on this trial. 
And when they take on this trial, my theory is that the how Xehanort, I would say, doesn't become like, how do you say it? The masters, uh, Keyblade master or such. I feel like it's the same path with Terra. When Terra used, um, used a bit of darkness, well, I wouldn't say used, but bit of darkness was in his hand before getting back to the fight against Aqua and that cutscene of birth by sleep. My guess is that it'll be the same route. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing, though. Like, we already know how that whole thing turned out. Like, we know Ericus and Xehanort, they both became masters. Mm-hmm. As to how and why and how did the exam go on? We're about to find out who is their, uh, their master. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be most interesting as to what are what are his qualifications that you have to meet in order to become a master. Because again, it might be different for each master to master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 all confusing, but we'll get to it at some point. Mm-hmm. So, especially as to like what they're learning and such. Because again, Scala and Kyla, there there's a library, a fucking library. I, I better I paid money for them to actually build it. <laughs> Seriously, like, again, like, what are the books? Like, how many books are there on this fucking place? Like, and why do they exist? Gimme! Namura! <laughs> but, um, but yes, no, uh, for the ways of becoming the master and such, well, I think hopefully we get to see more of a better, uh, proper, maybe, etiquette as to what, like, if this varies to master to master, or if there's actually a tradition as to, like, what needs to follow up to a guideline of becoming a master. Because, uh, again, the one thing that's been consistent is the Mark of Mastery exam. As to how it's been deemed that way, we still don't know. But it seems to be more of a personal bias thing, maybe. Hopefully I'm wrong about that. I have, uh, okay, and before we move on, I have another theory in mind that in the in one if um the, one of the dark road um scenes mm-hmm. possibly we could see the library and then maybe one of the books could unfold the uh, some mysteries oh i feel like that could be a thing maybe related to the mark of masters or or who knows or the union leaders but i feel like i feel like the library is a chance of uncovering some things Right, it ha- at least one, at least one book, because mm-hmm. you one can't tell books, me. Yeah. yeah, you can't sit here and tell me that the books that are in Scala at Kylum have no knowledge of anything. You can't know. You're capping. <laughs> one or two books. Who knows? Right. So, but yeah, no. But with that being said, though, uh, oh, I'm interested to talk about this part. Uh, the chess game. Oh, the chess game, yes. The chess board. So, ever, for anyone who's played Kingdom Hearts 3, as you can see, the beginning, right after we go straight to the window, and as the camera slowly goes down, we see young Ericus and young Xehanort playing a chess game together. And the chess pieces is basically light and darkness clashing. And right in the middle of the cutscene, we see every single um, piece, except Sora's, getting... How do you say it? Like, out of the board. Mm-hmm. And then that's what concerns me, is that the how the chess game predicted that the light would win is now going to concern me even more with how it'll be handled for the Teller Saga. I just want to know one thing. 
Mm-hmm. What the fuck type of chess game are they playing? Because I don't understand what chess game they're playing. Because, again, in Kingdom Hearts 3, like, we saw Ericus was supposed to lose that fight. But you see random lights just burst out of nowhere. Oh, there are new lights for the chessboard. And then that's how he cheated. But anywho. Um, and it's supposed to be a new game. And a new rule set and such. And I'm, I'm, it would be nice if we could get to see like an actual Unreal Engine 4 cutscenes for this though. But I have a feeling it's not going to happen. This is mostly going to happen through the mobile game's cutscenes. But, um, but yeah, no. But as Ultima mentioned earlier, like with this new game and such. And the, uh, the new pieces. Which is which and such. I wonder how heavily this is played into the story. Like, it's supposed to dictate something, though. But as to how much it dictates, what are the rules to play the game? You know, I'm just saying it would be a really cool thing to add that as a mini game to play oh chess. Oh my god! You know, you, you know what I would like? An actual chess board of kidney parts. Something that's officially done by Square. I would love that. They hate money. I'm telling you, they just hate the money. And I actually would buy that. I actually would buy that, but they just hate money. I'm telling you. And I still haven't got my hands on a gummy phone case or an actual gummy phone. No, but yeah, no. But uh, getting back to the topic, I feel as though whatever is going to happen with um, whatever is going to happen with the Four Tower Saga, the chest is going to predict it. And my concern is is that um, young Ericus is only using one piece. It was only one piece? It was only one piece. I, I didn't see him lay down the others. Oh, right. I, I, my theory is that Sora is just going to be fighting alone against the Fort Towers. Unless that could change. Who knows? Or could be that once the ch- chess piece is laid down, the others appear. But then again, that's just me because... Of course, there were the other pieces that were next to the board. So my guess could be that it'll just be Sora fighting against the four towers. Right. And especially to, uh, like, cause again, like right now, like technically, like now there's a huge, a huge alliance with Days Trio, the Destiny Islands Trio, the Wayfinder Trio, and then a couple members of the organization that are now as allies because of how much Xehanort fucked up everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, I, I mean, I said this before though, but it's like, how much of a threat are these people? Like these new characters that were introduced with the backstory of Unicross Cross and such, how much are they actually a threat? Who knows? But at least in the next title or two, we'll be getting new characters. For so long, we'll, we'll be getting new characters. We'll be seeing new interactions. Who knows? You know, I'm gonna say this right now. If that chess game specifically dictates the future for Kingdom Hearts, I'm gonna say this right now. Xehanort and Ericus are actual complete assholes. They're actually uh, playing around with people's lives. That's so unfair. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Well, maybe I might blame Young Ericus a bit, but I still blame Master Yen Sid for motivating Sora to use the power of waking and then just get himself disappeared. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. It's like, wow. So it's not like Sora is, like, actually his own person. That's actually Ericus controlling him as a chess piece. And that's actually kind of fucked up. <laughs> they do, why do they gotta do this to my son? That's actually unfortunate. But, you know, okay, I saw, this is off topic. Uh-huh. Chess babies. Before we move on, 
I really hope there's more Strelitz here. Because we got like four scenes or such with Strelitzia and then they just killed her. Well, this could be the opportunity for that because again, some people are now starting to say that Zaynart might actually been might have been the one to kill her. Who knows? Or people are assuming it's Ven, but we'll have to find out later on. Because I really, I really like Strelitzia. I really love Strelitzia. I want to see more Strelitzia. I want to see more stuff about her. Right. Yeah, and I, I just really hope that they can bring her back in the next title. And that's the thing, uh, as well, Marluxia, apparently, like, you know, that's his sister, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, what was Marluxia's purpose of being in the organization, not just- Yeah! And again, that, this, this has to tie back into Xehanort specifically, heavily. This could, yeah, it's related to Strelitzia. And then people theorize that theory, people's theories- Mentioned that you know that final form of Marluxia in Rechain of Memories. Yeah, the the thing in the back. Yes, people, people's minds were thinking that that's Strelitzia. And I, I'm gonna be honest, I I was scared because oh my god! Hey, remember the skull that we got for Remind? That could be the emphasis of actual death of what happened to his sister. Yeah, oh my god. That scares me even more now. Mm-hmm. I am so scared. That's actual potential like this? story value writing right there, but I just hope that's not gone to waste though. But this is again, something like that is actually the perfect opportunity to take upon and fix that part. I just really hope they bring back Strelitzia. That's all I can I'm gonna say. Right. Uh and speaking of characters being uh involved with uh, not just Marluxia with Xehanort, but we could go about this with the Wayfinder trio. Aqua, Terra, and Ven. True. Mm-hmm. Um, now, here's the thing. Um, I don't see young Aqua or Terra or however way they will take shape or form. I don't know if they will actually like appear much in Dark Road. I don't really see the necessity of that. But Verventus, I do. I could definitely see your point. I the reason why I thought about it is because I thought maybe right after we go like the near near future, um, we at least see some hints towards young Aqua Terra, but that's just probably me. I just hope that like this mystery with Ventus ends because we thought the mystery was the fact that, oh, well, he has Vanitas, and he, he's also the Blade, the Key Blade, the Kai Blade. Of course, also, Cherithy mentioned that he wouldn't remember, so that must be... Yeah, like, what happened when I was so bad that he does not, just does not remember, and how is this possible, and why, why is he, like, still 15 years old when he takes, like, he appeared into a game that takes place in millennia ago? And where did Xehanort find them in the first place? Yeah, and, and why, why did he take him upon as a student as well? That is true. I'm hoping that, was, that was Xehanort's lab rat, in a way, and then mm. whatever his existence was, it just became twisted after Remind's cutscenes. Yeah. So, um, again, like this, is the, like, this is the chance to dive into all of this. To whatever that was not answered with Kingdom Hearts 3, Birth by Sleep, specifically, and 
possibly dream drop and chain of memories in a way or at least where the organization was heavily tied into this and hollow bastion slash radiant garden th this is the time to fix this yeah we'll get to more and when they reveal it so that's what my concerns are right. so aside from young aqua and terra i'm just hoping that maybe we'll get some hints about it but we'll see there, there's not really that much to go on with Aqua and Terra because I think they already served their purposes with that. Like we already like know that from the from day one to how they are now. Uh, so that's why I really don't see them like making an appearance or like really have that much relevance. True. But for Ventus, it's like it keeps going, it keeps going. He was a union leader too at one point, and you know now his best friends are Aqua and Terra, and you know he also has a best friend that is Chirithi. And it's like, oh my god, you you are like 3,000 years old, yet you take form as a 15-year-old little child, little lost child-looking ass, and you got adopted by Terra and Aqua. That's crazy. <laughs> All because your crazy grandpa got mad at you because you did not just give him his goddamn beer when he wanted to. So he literally called your brother Vanitas and yeah apparently you guys are not the same person now that's crazy too uh, <laughs> we're not the same as you think i have a feeling that dark road is going to do the same thing where uh it's going to do what unicross did it's going to take place basically like again before the events of birth by sleep kingdom hearts one and stuff like that though it's going to dabble again the past the present and some of the future as well and i hope it doesn't abuse that uh concept too much We'll have to find out. Right. But, uh, yeah, and again, like, there's, like, so, again, what, everything in this podcast here, it's a lot of so many questions, not very little answers, essentially. Mm -hmm. There's so, lots I, to find. I think it's already been obvious ever since my, uh, my two other Kingdom Hearts 3 podcasts, though, but again, this is basically it. Um, so, I'll say this right now. This is pretty much the last Kingdom Hearts podcast for a while. For a long while. Anything that pertains to Kingdom Hearts and such, it's most likely going to be mentioned this on my Twitter. So, because there is still much more to discuss with this game, though. But, like, I had to make a podcast episode about this. And, again, I, um, I am thankful that Ultima has joined with me here today to give his perspective about this, though. But I had to talk about this because this is kind of, like, a big thing for the new direction. But other than that, while I'm no longer a dedicated fan, it's time to branch out to other horizons. Yep. So I, I respect that. Yeah. As long as yeah, I can see you're still a casual fan to Kingdom Hearts. I mean, you're not a big fan. I respect that. I mean, not everyone has to like the franchise. Yes, and now that you said that, I also want to mention this uh, uh, this one thing as well. Um, you're anyone's entitled to their own opinion anyone mm -hmm. is allowed to uh agree disagree have their own preferences and such though but you have to respect that no matter what because at the end of the day it doesn't matter of uh, what anybody else likes or dislikes about this thing it's about what you like and what you enjoy with the game if you like it congratulations if you don't like it congratulations again though but again it takes two to tango in order to create a battlefield on social media platforms and such yeah, so especially towards the kingdom hearts community like i get that towards like day one of kingdom hearts 3 there's been 
hate going on with it. And I, I could see why. You know, I just think that Kingdom Hearts 3 is really my favorite Kingdom Hearts game of all time now. Like, it, it was too back in the day, Final Mix, with all the crazy stuff, the combat and such. But now that changed towards right after Remind, and I loved it so much now. Mm. It's just, it's just that it's hard to like, I, I, man, it's like, I, I guess it's like hard to love the game, and then people are just gonna laugh at you for it. Like, again, like, like Edo said, you can like, you can love Kingdom Hearts 3. You can like it either. You don't have to like it. That's fine. As long as you don't go attacking other people's opinions, then you're good. And remember the premises of my podcast of what this is about. This is learning more with the facts and such. Because again, the facts has to come first before to what anybody wants to decide. You are allowed and free to decide to what you think on these subjects that are uh, discussed about here in this podcast. And to whatever goes on with Kingdom Hearts. And not just Kingdom Hearts though, but this goes also to... Oh, goes also for Smash Brothers, Persona 5, and again, whatever that's being discussed on social media. Whatever you like and such whatever i cover and so on forward mm-hmm. so um yeah another note that i want to do before i end off this podcast episode um i just want to say um i hope everybody is doing well out there with this uh coronavirus uh unfortunate sufferings that we are all being put through so um I hope everyone's okay and such please ensure that you stay safe as much as possible and hopefully that you guys uh, you guys all have my best of wishes, and, uh, of course, uh, if you, if you haven't, I, I'm just saying this, but if you haven't for whatever abnormal A, B, and C reason, make sure you're washed up, like, you know, you're using that hand sanitizer and such, like, it, it ain't that hard for this washing concept to be really a thing, I don't think it should be abnormal to people, though, but if you haven't heard of that, Wash your hands, wash yourself, everything. Yeah. Please, please consider what other people like. Nobody deserves this bullshit right now, okay? The other countries, we're all suffering. So, please take care of yourselves, take care of other people if you can. And, yeah. Go ahead. I'm hoping to um, make sure whatever you touch out there, please make sure to wash your hands often. It's very important. And,. Best of uh, best of prayers said to those out there who are hurt by the virus and whatever's going on. I'm mm-hmm. hoping if you're planning on going out often, please take care of yourself. It is very important to watch what you touch, where you go, what's around you. Yeah, just be be very careful. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I, and I'm only saying this because I don't want anything else bad happening. Even though the coronavirus. Maybe getting um, is getting worse. I just don't want anything else bad happen. Yes, because of that, like you know, with the travelings and stuff like that, everyone is suffering. Jobs too and such. So this is uh, enough is enough. So hopefully this passes by soon and such, and that we can actually put an end to this, and we can go back to our daily routines of our lives, and hopefully even better circumstances. Because the circumstances are not as good, but this is just bad. So. But yeah, alrighty, so that will be all for the podcast episode. If you are listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave out a five-star rating if you enjoyed this podcast. Hit up the Storm Connect Twitter at StormConnectEN or other platforms this podcast is on for the feedback on this show. Um, also, if you haven't, I also have a Discord server. Uh, I actually have a few people here on this Discord server that are listening to this podcast. 
Um, so if you want to join in for the live listenings at times that when I do record the podcast with by myself or with Crunch or when I have special guests or we have special guests and so on forward, please do make sure to check out on the show page to join in the Storm Clansman server so you can uh, partake and give in the, the live feedback and uh, listen to it live before the show goes out on public. So thank you so much for joining with me, Ultima Wilder. It was a pleasure of having you here. Of course. Thank you so much for letting me have this opportunity to talk about Dark Row in this podcast. I'm glad I could be part of it, and I'm very grateful to talk about this with you. It's very fun. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, this is Edo Ninja, and I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Bye!